Hey, America. Start, Start listening, listening now. Oh. Uh, here we are. It is episode 200. Finally, we're here. Oh, my everyone. God. We've been doing this for 200 years. That's right. We've made it this far. I think it's episode 200. It's about time we lay all of our secrets bare. See if we make it to 300. That's right. It's the Mori episode. Paternity test results after the music, Derek. And welcome to another paternal episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the country that we can all, I think, come together and agree is brought to you by Skillshare. Use the code. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. And I am not the father. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to um, ask, I, uh, Eric, how, is the, how is the COVID going? Yeah, uh, you may have noticed I sound like ass, uh, and that is because I have COVID. And Is this uh, COVID-2, okay. or is this COVID-3 in 3D? Uh, COVID-19, actually. Uh, uh, in, in terms of, like, how many times I've had it, yeah, this is my second. Number two, uh, I had yes. It, I had it during our preview episodes two years ago. I feel a lot better today than I did the last uh, the last couple of days. Um, Good. A couple of yeah. weeks brutal so Excellent. you have a voice which is you know which is good and i will use it hey mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so yeah we were hoping we were hoping to, to record this episode in person but you know things happen and you know we're we're flexible like that but we're happy that you are all listening to us on episode 200 my god this is insane yeah. we've got a we've, we've got a lot to get crazy. to a lot of a lot of oh, uh, questions god. to answer and yeah. uh and a lot of uh a lot of anger to get out of our systems, I think, once we start <laughs> reciting our three favorite songs from since we've begun podcasting. But uh, uh, speaking of uh, irresistible fevers that we can't get rid of, uh, Sam, hit him with the socials. Hey, yeah, you can That's... find us on all the standard social media outlets, which is an addiction that we just can't seem to shake. Facebook, Twitter, Twitter <laughs> TikTok, all the all the normal ones, Instagram, YouTube, one, two points USA, or just email us directly at 12 points from America, gmail.com. Check out our merchandise on Redbubble or support us directly via Patreon. Whether you support us financially or not, we, ap we appreciate and love you either way. But Patreon supporters get exclusive content, early access to episodes, and shout outs like our newest followers. Welcome to the family, Daniel Farkas, who I think is joining us from Hungary, which is awesome. Uh, Kuzunim. I think that's how you say thank you. Kuzunim. Uh, Alexander Knudsen and Bobby Dallas. Uh, I'm guessing Bobby, Bobby Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, that's that's a name what, right there. Like, from whoa, the show okay. Dallas? <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Dallas, Dallas Ewing. Yeah. yeah. God, Bobby Dallas is like, yeah. that's like a quarterback name. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and let's see what else. Uh, you might be listening to us right now via Switch Radio Europe calling. Uh, if you are, that's awesome. If not, check them out. They've got great content over the course of the week. Other podcasts, other other music shows, talks, everything. So Linktree, uh, so linktr.ee slash Switch Radio UK. Uh, just as a heads up, we are watching this while we are slightly distracted. Uh, we're recording this at you know, Sunday morning, our time on February 4th, the Ukrainian national results show is ongoing. And we're, you know, we're talking to each other, but we also have the Ukrainian results show kind of on in our peripheral vision. So we might be dipping into that as things are happening. And Timur is on my screen right now, holding cards in a sort of way that makes me think something might be happening. So if we start to interrupt ourselves. Is he playing poker? Like, 
I mean, if by poker you mean, you know, cue cards, like, you know, this is the <laughs> the king of Cyrillic the, Alphabet. I don't know. I, I don't have know. the three of good to go. Mm. So, yeah, so that's what's happening with us. But we we really wanted to take this show and kind of throw it back to our listeners, to our fans. I can't believe we have fans and listeners. That still blows my mind. But thank you. Uh, and we asked everybody to send us questions. But before we do that, let's do a really quick run through of the news. We're going to get into more in-depth stuff next week when we have time uh, and, you know, brain space. Uh, yesterday was the first of a series of Super Saturdays. Uh, we have Norway, Galta with Ulvaham selected. Yay. Yeah. One, Yay. Word, one word responses. Yay. Yay. Uh, Eric, let me know that the dear gods of Eurovision will be very happy this year. Cool. Yes. They are going to eat us devour yeah this was my favorite i you know i go by emotional reactions sometimes and i found myself like yes getting absolutely swept up so yeah very much approve of norway derek what do you think it's a step in the right direction for them excellent you need uh, one word yeah, phrase phrase is oh. fine i was gonna say jury friendly hyphenated would be a single word yeah. hmm. Which only because they've been They've been doing so consistently well with the televote. I feel like this might actually do slightly better with the juries than they've been as of late. Mm. But they don't like ethnic stuff, so we'll see. Worth worth noting that that uh, Norway was sixty forty in terms of uh, points for the it, in that was in favor of the televote. Mm -hmm. And had it been fifty fifty, this would have lost to kind of to yeah to. Some dig a doodle do, uh, which I will say after seeing it live, I I have come around on it a little bit. I would have been totally fine with it at, at Eurovision, uh, but I don't know. This it, my favorite. We're gonna go through this quickly. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. My, seriously, <laughs> my my favorite moment of of that sequence towards the end, besides go to just winning, was um, you know they go to the two screens and it's Gota and it's Kaino and. Mm -hmm. um, you can tell that uh, uh, Alexandra, uh, girl Kano, is uh, is is the most like like inner feelings about like oh come on come on come on, and and they and the announcers say okay they need this number of points to win, and Tom, tall Kano, um, <laughs> he, he he turns to her girl Kano, and and. Um, and just had just makes the like the like cut motion with his hand that's like no, it's over. No, we're not doing that. But they did come pretty close as it yeah, turned it like, out. Yeah, it was like it five points, six points. Yeah, off. yeah. But he he had a he he had a just I don't know, there was there was a certain sweetness to it that was like, nah, we didn't get it. Um uh, I, well. I don't know. I enjoyed that for some reason. All right. <laughs> Uh, our next national final that we had results from yesterday uh, was the Maltese national final winner, mm -hmm. uh, Sarah Bonici with Loop. Hey. Uh, yeah, which took uh, top marks with the jury and I think was a very close second in the public televote, vote yeah. after yeah. Banana <laughs> with Matt Blixk. Oh, God. Yeah, God. just to move through this really quick, I'm going to say as the Maltese apologist here, I think this is exactly what they need. I, I'm I'm happy for them. They keep trying hard. I will say, as uh, my brief summary, I disagree. 
Oh, okay. What do you think they should have sent? <laughs> well, don't get me wrong. I'm really glad they didn't send Banana. I, I know some people really loved it, but I I really just... I, I, I am not on the right wavelength for it. And also, a white guy surrounded by non-white guys dressed as monkeys? No. Oh. No. I suppose I didn't see that. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think it's I don't think it's bad or anything. It's just I. Eh, eh, yeah. It feels like they I made think... a very safe choice. Yeah. 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 I mean, fair. it's it's safe's a good word. Yeah, it's a it's a fun, enjoyable pop song. You know, in the in the vein of a Fuego or Chanel. I was gonna say, it feels it's, like a Fuego just... with the Spanish influence. Yeah. It's uh, but it's Malta giving that a go. So good for them. You know, as Ukraine is still kind of selecting, Spain picked yesterday Benidorm, Nebulosa with Zorra, or Zorra as I say in my, my dialect, but Zorra in the Spanish, uh, specifically Valencian, I think. Um, so that's is, is something that goes on there. So Zorra, uh, which is going to be interesting to see how much censorship is going to play into that because it's technically kind of a cuss, but you know, in the same way that Meredith Brooks' bitch was a big hit here. Yeah. I mean, Danny, is this a triumphant return of, of Slut Wave, if you, as you, you've brought it before? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing is, I don't think it goes, like, hard enough for Slut Wave. You know, if, if you know this this is has nowhere near the energy of, say, like, a Hosta La Vista Bay Bay. Mm -hmm. uh, nowhere, near, nowhere near that. Uh, but uh, this is still, I mean, this is not an awful choice or, I mean... If my own heart can speak for a second, this is an awful choice, and you made the wrong choice, and you should have gone with number two or number three, Spain. What? But whatever, we can do this. This will be fine. This will be fun. Watch me eat my words when this comes in number five at the grand final. Uh, Spain, Spain could use something crazy and nutso like this again. That's fine. Great. My heart is broken for dos extraños not not making it. Yeah, because that came in second, didn't it? Came in second, quite close to yeah. Uh, oh, over in Ukraine, just as a heads up, they're about to give the top two scores for the juries. Ten points to Aliona, Aliona, and Jerry Hale. I so they really? are right. so they get top scores from. No, sorry, Zifferblatt gets eleven points from the jury. Oh, that one was really good. Was that my home? Well, the place I call home, I think, yeah, is what it yeah, was called. Yeah, yeah it had a, a sort of an intimate. Uh, performance sort of a vibe. Uh, it's beatlesque, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that one. That I really, really like that one. Yeah. Uh, it's especially live. I cannot believe that uh, that won the jury. That's exciting. So this yeah. is just the two votes. It looks like it like twenty two like points two. is going to be the the maximum the score here. So. Yeah. All right. So while we're while they're discussing, I'm sure they're going to chew up some stuff. Um, yeah, so coming up by the time you hear this episode, obviously we'll get the Ukrainian song because, you know, that's now. Uh, <laughs> Israel will pick their artist. Next topic, San Remo is going on. Holy crap, San Remo is going on. Hold Yay. on to your butt. You have never watched San Remo. Uh, it's a lot. If you have watched San Remo, it's still a lot, but you know what's coming. Uh, so that starts on Tuesday, uh, and it's basically every night through Saturday uh hours and hours and hours of confusion and joy and music and entertainment um i wish there was a way for me to queue up san remo and connect it to my duolingo because i'm getting more practice by listening to san remo <laughs> in the two and a half years of me doing duolingo uh so yeah that wraps up on the 10th so that's up this upcoming saturday uh which is also the day for supernova over in latvia which had a semi-final this past week 
and UMK in Finland, another great show that's going to happen. So yeah. And then on top of that, we have more semifinals over in Lithuania plus Melody Festival. And so it's going to be another Super Saturday. However, it should be noted, San Remo, the final, it, it, five hours, I think, is a conservative estimate about how long the show is going to go. You can easily watch UMK, Supernova, everything else that's going on, and you'll still have like four and a half hours left of San Remo to get through. So don't feel like you have to watch all of it at once. But seriously, prepare yourself. Get your Gatorade ready. Get your snacks, your your trail mix. Get your, your a vat of Gorp ready to go, and just you know, it's what? it's uh, Gorp. Is it granola, oats, raisins, and peanuts? Trail mix. Gorp. You've never yes, heard of it. Gorp. 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 Thank you, Danny. I'm. Sh- I swear, I'm not making this up. Okay, a really quick Ukraine update. Melvin is dressed like Steve Jobs, uh, and Jamala <laughs> has a big hat. <laughs> That's where we're at currently. Okay, so she's looking like Carmen Sandiego's negative inverse. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All right, this is this is now headcanon that Jamala is the anti-Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> uh, all right, so while we are still waiting for that, they are still discussing things. Andre Danilko wearing Minnie Mouse ears for some reason is... Doing his thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess he slept in it or something. It's been a long night over in Kyiv. Anyway, as we're still waiting for that to happen, let's dive into some of these listener questions. And then we will kind of wrap things up with, we've done a couple of countdowns over the last couple of episodes of, you know, favorite non-qualifiers, least favorite songs. We're just going to do a quick rundown of our top three Eurovision songs since this show has started. So since the 2019 contest. So we'll do that. But o- we'll kind of Only three because... It's the hardest one to do, and also this episode's going to be super long. Yeah, exactly. Uh, th- this was a this was a very painful exercise for me. I just want everyone to know that. Hmm. Picking three, good lord. Yeah, I do have I do have uh, honorable mentions, as well as a artist that I wanted to point out specifically of just favorite overall artist, which is not the same as favorite uh, overall song. Sir Hot. Ah. Uh, anyway, let's dive into some of these questions while we're waiting for Ukraine to do their thing. Yeah. From Ellen Hanwright, what are your tips for enjoying and making the most out of your first in-person Eurovision experience? I'm flying in from Australia this year for ESC, and I want to make sure that I get the most out of this experience as possible. Wow. Well, first, it's going to be brilliant. Um, Make sure that you take care of yourself. This is probably going to go without saying, but you're going to be dealing with, with, especially if you're coming from Australia, with with some jet lag. So listen to your cues physically. Like if you're tired, sleep. Don't feel overly pressured to do everything at once because if you overexert yourself, you're going to be exhausted. My first my first contest, I went to, I thought I was going to be one and done. So I tried to do absolutely everything. Tried to go to as many interviews as I could, as many parties as I could. Try to go to the Euro Club every night because I thought I'd never do this again. And by the end of it, I ended up so sick. I had no voice. The vacation that I had planned for myself after Eurovision was basically ruined. Anyway, long story short, take care of yourself and just have fun with it, but don't have too much fun, I guess. Uh, yeah, that 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 was the first thing that came to mind for me as well was was don't try to do everything. Uh, because one, you can't, like you literally can't, but but you know, give yourself some time to just sort of chill and uh 
Fortunately, I mean, it, yeah, that's yeah. something that's kind of baked into Swedish culture, fortunately. Take a moment, mid-afternoon, treat yourself to a nice cup of coffee in a cafe somewhere, a nice piece of pastry, have a fika, and breathe. If I don't know if they have chocomel. They probably don't. But if they do, I recommend that as well. Oh, they might, but it's, you know, got umlauts over the top of the O, so it's chocomel or something. Chocomel. Yeah. Chukamil. Ooh, I need some chocomel. Uh, I uh, this this past year in Liverpool, I took uh, Thursday, the the day of the of the second semi. I just took that whole day off and just chilled in our apartment. Uh, I didn't go to the press center. Uh, I think we did go out when we found out Dottie Frere was giving out ice cream, but that was two blocks from where we were staying, so that's that's fine. But but we just I just watched the semi on TV and uh, I had a nice time. Uh, and I'm glad I did because those last couple of days are long. Yeah. This and this is if you're doing press, I suppose. But like, there's a dress rehearsal, of the final, and then there's watching the final, and those are both three to four hour shows. Yeah. You know, like there's there's so much. So so be nice to yourself uh, when when you're doing this. Have a good time. Uh, and and it that's awesome. Uh, that's that's so cool that you're coming from Australia. Definitely, Derek. What do you think? You've you've also had the experience of your first contest and everything. So, what are what are some first timer pointers that you would give out to? It's hard to say because the uh, the whole thing has changed so much since we started. I think the key thing is just just have fun with it. If you feel obligated to get a certain amount of work, quote unquote, done you'll be pushing yourself really hard all the time, even when there's nothing to do. And it's like, no, just enjoy it. If you have some downtime, go do something fun, see what's going on. Uh, definitely prepare in advance. Cause there's always things that aren't like widely advertised. Mm. And uh, if nothing else, just enjoy being there. I mean, Malmo is kind of a, a chill city. It's not a it's not a massive, massive city with a ton of things to do. It's not like we're having this in in say Stockholm or you know Paris or a massive, massive city. No, it looks like Zifferblatt has gotten eight points from the public, so they might not. Oh, take this. that might not be enough. Yeah, you know, if you have the time, hop over to Copenhagen, get out of the bubble a little bit. You know, go head up to Lund, which is a smaller city as well, not in that area, but yeah. you know, get out of the bubble. D and Don't Danny feel obligated to be in the bubble all the time. Danny, you you have not been to Eurovision, but you have been to. You were recently in Copenhagen, and I know you've yes. spoken super, super highly. Yes. Would you like to? That is all. Say. <laughs> I mean, what is there? What is there to say? Uh, I, like most major European cities, there's a ton of great stuff to see that is all a five minute, you know, subway ride away. It's a uh, it's a fantastic city. Uh, one of the I, I will say it's not like the most. I, this is going to start out sounding like an insult. It is not the most beautiful city, the most walkable city, even though it really is. It's mm -hmm. it's an extremely walkable city, but like I've, I've been to a, a couple of big European cities. However, Copenhagen is the coolest city I think I've mm. probably ever been to. The vibe of Copenhagen is just, it's, it's being there is like, it's cool. It's cool. Don't know how All else right. to put it. Oh, they did it. They did it. They it's Aliona, Aliona, and Jerry Heil. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we could have guessed that because 
they were either going to get 10 or 11 and that's all they needed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah they, I didn't want to interrupt Danny. <laughs> they added a bit of tension where there really wasn't any. Uh I am so glad for for both of them. Yeah. Uh, uh it Jerry has been trying to do this basically for as long as we've been doing this show. Yeah, her glow uh, up from her first national final song vegan, vegan, which was adorable, which is still get head stuck more often than I care to admit. Uh to now I'm yeah. so, so happy for her. And Aliona Aliona is a huge name in Ukrainian music. Oh. Thrilled. This is this is gonna be this is gonna be one to watch. It anyway. was the least surprising result, but oh my goodness. It was a, that it was is a great such, national That final. is such a good song. Such an amazing final. Another fun fact I noticed from yesterday is as the technical difficulties were going on and they're like trying to decide how to play this. And the stream just kept going and going and going. It was on the official Eurovision channel. They noted this is now the second longest thing on our channel. The first being the 10-hour remix of the Epic Sax Guy <laughs> on a loop. Which they just so, premiered, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it had fairly you know, been recently around, made it official, I guess. Have you so, ever watched one of, like, have you ever, like, put on one of those 10-hour things just to see if anything happens or anything like that? not eurovision related or anything just anything like that no i, I value my sanity too okay. much okay i yeah me too danny have you no but i have had one go for like maybe 30 solid minutes and it was um the guy yelling chocolate in the chocolate bar episode of spongebob uh and that's that was it that was it a half an hour of just that huh? half an hour at a certain point it becomes kind of a, a, a hypnotic sort of a, oh, a i was mantra? gonna say yeah like sort of a philip glass exercise uh, it's, yeah. it's very nice many of you are too young to remember this but there was a website called zombocom oh welcome to zombocom <laughs> it was, and it was just that over and over again for as long as you wanted yeah. is that anything like the you're the man now dog Kind of, but there was variations, yeah. and there was like yeah. colors that would kind of appear on screen. It was almost hypnotic. Yeah, ZomboCon was kind of its own thing. Uh, I think that predated the YTMND sort of like looping micro video. Mm. That Which is now that spike. I think about it, then turned into like what Vine was and what TikTok is now, mm. sort of. Um, uh, let us know your favorite YTMNDs. Anyway, our next question, let's roll on uh, from ESC Heb, ESC HEB. Uh, curious to know if you have a favorite song from an ESC participant other than their Eurovision song. God, also, yes. uh, what's that? <laughs> I said, uh, also, yes, next question. <laughs> also, which ESC song have you changed your opinion on most, either in a positive or negative way? Thank you. So, Danny, why don't you why don't you start us off? Because you had a very oh yeah, I, I think I mentioned this on before, but like uh, I like like three Lake Malawi songs much better than Friend of a Friend at this point, which is crazy because I still love Friend of a Friend. So, like Chinese Trees, uh, yeah. I'll go with that. Or even from just uh, from from Joker Out, who I'll never stop talking. Uh, this is a, officially a Joker Out fan podcast at this point. Slovenia. Um, but like, yeah, Slovenia. Uh, even more than Carpe Diem, Vsas uh, Cardem is great, as well as Sunny Side of London, which is a single that they just released like within the mm. past couple months. Uh, yeah, no doubt. 
no doubt there there are tons if if i go deep on a on a eurovision artist then inevitably so i'm gonna like something much better than what they sent to eurovision eric what about you oh gosh so i um i think the same artist is what comes to mind for me for both of these questions actually uh and i I don't know that this is my favorite song from a esc participant other than their their song i i have a whole itunes playlist uh of songs other songs by eurovision artists that i just called like eurovision but not and (laughs) uh it has a ton of songs in it Uh, i'm going to read off uh a small amount of this playlist really quick uh there's a song by miklos yosef called acapella uh, that's that's really good. He went into a weird like Latin pop thing for a while, uh, with like like Spanish speaking guest vocalists and things like that, which is so strange to me because he's he's not Latino in in any way. Not that you have to be, but like like I don't know, it's kind of weird. Everything you do by Saluna Same, I love. Mm. Uh, a lot of things by Ben Dolich. Holidays Forever by uh, uh, Lake Malawi. Um, I'm Gone, I'm Going by Leslie Roy from like way before she was a Eurovision act. And she had, she had an album that was like an attempt, uh, at like, like an Avril Lavigne pop punk sort of a sound. Oh yeah. Uh, that was, that was really quite good. Uh, a lot of things by Go A, uh, a whole lot of things. Um, but the one that came to mind first for me, uh, I'm not saying this is my favorite. I don't think it is. Uh, it, but a song called Bad Idea by Blind Channel. Which is interesting, considering your thoughts on... Well, and and that's and that brings me to the other part of this question about songs you've changed your mind about. I think, despite my quibbles with a, a particular lyric in that song, which I still think is gross and dumb, I have come around a lot on Dark Side. Oof. Okay. It, well... It yeah, Derek's raising put his, putting his little <laughs> fingers up. Uh, it, no, that song slaps. It really does, and I, I I'm not gonna deny it anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I feel free. Uh, <laughs> uh, Derek, what yeah. about you? Uh, first thing that came to mind was uh, of course I'm gonna say Avetta Makuchin from Armenia, and she you know, hasn't really done much in terms of music outside of Eurovision, but she had an EP and she released a song called Keep on Lion. Also simple like a flower, the song she had before that. I think it was released around the time that she was announced. I think are both excellent. Um, A song that I've changed my mind about. What if it's Heroes? No, that still sucks. He could never. (laughs) He could never. He would never. The plagiarist song? Um... I legit can't think of anything I've really come around on or, or liked or, or, and then realized was garbage. Yeah. I think the only thing that would have changed my mind on anything was I liked it and then I saw it live and then I realized, or conversely, this is a hard one. I'd really have to think about this because there's a lot of songs to go through. I, I don't, I, nothing jumps out in the, immediately like, oh, I hated this and now I love it or I love this and now no, not anymore. 
I'm, I'm sorry. I can't think of anything. Oh, that's mm -hmm. no, it's right. it's a tricky question. It's a good question. I'll uh, say for me, at least, uh, not that I hated it at first, but now love it. But it's just I, I sort of only had middling opinions on it. And over time, my opinion of it has become so deeply appreciative and admiring is Hatred Munsigra. Hmm. Like when when I when I first encountered that song, I was like, OK, I understand what it's doing. It's not my cup of tea. Uh, you know, four years later, it's very much my cup of tea. Uh, so <laughs> that's that's probably the one where, like, just because of how deeply I appreciate it now, mm. probably see, the, the one I've had the biggest turnaround for. For me, I think it was one that I actually talked about on our episode where we were talking about semifinalists that didn't make it out. Um, and uh, Fyodor Flama, Over mm. uh, I, I get, I get oh. the. I get the camp now. I get the, I, I smile when I hear it rather than just going, Ugh. and as for uh, singles by Eurovision artists that other than their Eurovision songs, I have to shine a light on a song called Pregomesh by Sirusho, who sang for Armenia. That song is incredible. It is a, it's like, I think it's a traditional Armenian melody about a water buffalo but she turns it into this, oh, it's this like veggie it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's stirring and danceable and like amazing runs vocally like so so good one of my favorite bands that i've ever discovered through eurovision is uh, the turkish band morbetesi from 2008 and albums that they've had like Talior are incredible really really good if you're if you're if you liked delhi check out their back catalog they were incredible mm. um and a song that takes up more brain space than I care to admit is a song called Red Flags by an Australian comedian and musician named Tom Cardi featuring Montaigne. Oh, yeah. Wait, so Tom Cardi? Okay, I know Tom Cardi very well. Yeah. He did a Montaigne collab? Yes. You didn't know about this? It's it, insane. I, I don't no, want to no, go no. too much. I don't want to I don't want to go into the hook because that kind of takes away a lot of it. But it's it's a date going wonderfully and then the the perfect person drops a massive red flag and how the person is dealing with that so yes i i highly recommend that uh, i love it and the video with the two of them interacting it's it's great and it's catchy and it lives rent free in my head so yeah that's those are my picks sam can i uh, interrupt with more ukraine content really quick oh yeah what's up because say, because oh, this is this is a stunning piece of information for me it's fine don't worry okay i was like about uh, to say did like no 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 no, no. <laughs> no no it's fine no <sighs> just the the exact total numbers uh uh televoting figures Ooh. are are in slavic english was last on this which is which is a shame uh just under fifteen thousand votes second place uh, in in the the televote was uh, Yaktak La 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 mm -hmm. with uh, about one hundred seven thousand votes. Pretty solid. Alyona Alyona and Jerry Heil, seven hundred twenty three thousand <gasps> two hundred ninety seven votes. They got almost sixty two percent. Which is their prediction in terms of winning too. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, which means they were worth one point more than Yachtak was. Melvin was third there. Zephyr Blot, uh, was, who won the jury, was fourth wow. in uh, in the televote. But yeah, 61.97% uh, for Alyona and Jerry. This was... Uh, That's a paddling. Gosh, if, if, and it, imagine, if you will, if they had done 
a bit somehow a bit worse in the jury won that much of the televote and then lost because the jury just like oh God, the discourse would be just so eurovisiony um i can't imagine what that'd be like yeah uh and then we'll uh we'll i'll i'll conclude until something more interesting comes up uh <laughs> noting a, a great tweet from our good friend ross over at the piff path we all know well we knew super saturday was going to be a long one and now 28 hours after it started <laughs> it is over yeah so well done everybody let's move on to our next question here um you have to show someone Eurovision for the first time. What songs do you play? What moments do you show? Oh, God, I'm going to kind of take hard. a cop out here and just show them most of the 2017 final. Because mm. I figure that any program that has Amar Pelos Deutsch, Yodelit, Hey Mama, Beautiful Mess, like a really good mix of standard pop, Stuff that's off the wall that people like, quote unquote, expect from Eurovision, and then like the quiet beauty song kind of wins. Mm -hmm. That plus Onuka's interval act, I think that to me is a pretty solid encapsulation. And I don't have to worry about flipping through like YouTube and eighteen different channels to or eighteen different things just to find it. So <laughs> I I was gonna Keep say maybe that my first thought was the twenty eighteen final because it's just so stacked. And and the genres are all over the place because of like, yeah, Toy Fuego, but you had Vishlat and Yar in there. You mm -hmm. had uh, the the Viking boy band. You had all kinds of crazy crap. Uh, but no, I think Sam's answer is better. Twenty seventeen final. I mean Onuka, Onuka. Yeah. Derek, Danny, what do you think? I think I would show them uh, something from last year's contest where uh, someone was performing during one of the semifinals, and then we cut to uh, one of the most awkward green room interviews of, of you know, for, for a long time. I would love that. I think that gives a good idea of what Eurovision's all about, which is a great onstage performance and then just the most awkward presentations. <laughs> with, with great artists, you know, like asking, asking the busker what their dance is all about. And then... They just have to be like, um, we're at Eurovision, so we have a fun dance. <laughs> the end. Love it. What about you, Derek? So the question is, what would you show someone who doesn't know what Eurovision is to kind of give them an idea? Yeah, or do you have to show someone Eurovision for the first time? I don't know if they had background information or not. I don't know what shoe these. I'm kind of one, like like an entire show or just like a snippet somewhere. Or what um, songs do you play? What moments? I mean, yeah, let's. I guess I, I kind of I kind of had a cop out, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's also yeah. kind of ask. Let's also say you only have like 15 minutes to do this. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'd like, you know, do you have four hours? Let's sit down and watch an entire final. <laughs> um, I think some of the things that jump out immediately. And I can get some grief for this, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Russia's 2016 entry, You Are the Only One. Yeah. Uh, as just like, this is what it can be when pushed to the limit. As far as presentation goes. Uh, the Interval Act, Love, Love, Peace, Peace is a good one. Because mm -hmm. I think it kind of leans into the camp and the silliness, but also like pointing out all the stuff that people still and do it's anyway. It's also well-performed. It really is. Yes, it what's, was well-performed. Yeah. What's your favorite bit of Love, Love, Peace, Peace? If you the had flaming to... fake piano. Yeah. It's just... just the just... man with the drum. Yeah. 
<laughs> when they painfully count out the fact that love's a popular topic <laughs> and just how tired it is as a as a topic of songs but you know I, people still do it anyway th this is not going to be a podcast friendly explanation because it's all visual but my favorite part of that whole thing is there's a line that petra sings about like looking into the camera and while she's doing that mons is behind her going <laughs> Just gesticulating and like like super intense, like kind the, of loose feeling. The yes, but the the look that he gives to the camera is so funny, uh, and 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 just that like fake intensity. He's got some intense or, eyes. Well, okay, but like like this sort of like forced. Just watch it. Just just let's put it to this way: he could play a really convincing serial killer in a Netflix drama. Oh, he really could. <laughs> Ooh, Hans Collis. Because we have control over that. <laughs> I'm also thinking about when he wheeled out on a uh, hoverboard holding a plush wolf in front of his crotch when he was apparently naked. Hey. Uh, what do we have? What do we have next? Uh, question from Bartleby. Tips on how to watch national final contests from the U.S. would be welcome, especially how you all handle multiple simultaneous shows that won't have a YouTube replay. I'm hosting online group watches with friends on both coasts. We'd like to improve how to do it. I think there's a correct answer to this, honestly, which is... Uh, and uh, Bartleby, go ahead and write this down unless you'd prefer not to. Basically, the folks over at ESC Plus run a really, really great service where they kind of consolidate all of the ongoing streams into one single web page with links to yep. each individual one if you, you wanted a larger, a larger form. Yep. Live.escplus.com is the way to do this. Yeah. Very, very helpful. Uh, sometimes, I mean, I noticed yesterday I had a difficult time finding a stream for Benidorm. Um, but honestly, between ESC plus and just kind of scouring social media for maybe somebody else has found a link that works, Danny, you found a, you found a, an alternate link for Benadorm that got you part of the way this there. Was just, yeah. This was just plainly available on, on YouTube. I mean, if you can't find a national finals official stream through TV, a lot of the time they will have just sort of like a, not like a stadium cam, but just like, so what Benny Dorm Fest had was they had a little uh, 360 degree controllable camera that was sort of mounted back near the, like the control booth. So it wasn't like you were standing perfectly near the stage for a great vantage point or anything, but it was very cool that you could like feel like you were part of the crowd. You could get a feel for like how vocal and responsive the crowd was to certain acts you couldn't really see the faces of people who were performing on stage, but you could see the juries and you could see like the uh, TV presenters stage behind that. It was super cool just being able to swivel the camera on YouTube in the same way that you'd just be able to look back and forth in person. The future is here, the future is now, uh, and it's not on your TV set. It's it, it, was, it was very strange. So it's like, there's always sort of little alternate options that you could find, I'd say, but... Like if you are planning on finding something like that before having like a little hosted party, definitely recommend either uh, shelling out for a VPN because they're useful useful for other reasons, uh, or just uh, going to going to ESC Plus. Yeah, the uh, web browser Opera is both quite good and has a built-in VPN. Just gonna point that out. Yeah. Uh, any other comments on this one, or shall we roll on to our next one? No, I think we got it. All right, cool. Uh, all right. Nailed it. From uh, Ian Thomas, or Ian Thomas. Hello. Um, hello, team. Love you all. Got a non-Eurovision question for you. All right, nice um. little palate cleanser for us. 
What is your favorite series of UK Taskmaster? I've been re-watching them again. Mine is definitely series nine. Love you guys. Can't wait for new uh, Eurovision content in this new Eurovision season. Uh, Yayan, thank you. Um, Such a good question. Really, really hard. That is really hard. I, I'm going to have to point out series four, uh, which is the one with um, Hugh Dennis, Joe Lysett, uh, Lali Adafope, Mel Giedroich, and Noel Fielding. That's my answer as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, the, the, the make an exotic sandwich challenge alone. Mm -hmm. Followed by eat the, the eat exotic the sandwich, sandwich you just made challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it's seven for me, Phil Wang and James A. Caster. Uh, on top of everyone yes. else. Yeah. Oh God. That's that's also up there. I'm. It was I, nice. What was the one that Josh Whitcomb was on? Because I always I, I loved like the first Josh Whitcomb. Oh God! Of course it was that, much yeah, less than yeah. James A. Caster. But I love absolutely everyone who is just like, um, just uh, hating the task every single second of it. I also really wanted to mention uh, series fourteen. Which mm. was the Dara O'Brien, Fern Brady, John Kearns, Manu Chihuahua, and Sarah Milliken. That one's really good too. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's good. The the crumbs in my bralette episode in particular. <laughs> it, it, that specific scene from the from the challenge that it that it mentions. Her song is my like go-to, like I need a calming moment. If you know the song that I mean, you know the, exactly what I mean. Um, I also, you know, Taskmaster New Zealand, I know you specifically said which UK one, but if you haven't watched Taskmaster New Zealand, it is on par with this, if not better. I feel like the host is not quite up to Greg Davies' standard. However, the Paul, the, the Taskmaster's assistant, is incredible. And the rap diss track challenge. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> is primo. Like I said, season four is is my answer as well. Um, it contains the, and it's a little thing, but it's the Taskmaster thing that has made me laugh the hardest, which was, um, uh, this is so dumb. Uh, it's the make a trailer for Taskmaster the movie. Yes. Challenge. Oh yes. And uh, the the one uh, they're all great, but the just I love a good deliberate like misspelling. Or <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Yeah, I I know you know uh, or like bastardization of a name or something like that. And for some reason, Hugh Dennis being rendered as huge Dennis, um, <laughs> just <laughs> it got me so good. And and I can't see any like if I watch an old "Would I Lie to You," which is a thing I do a lot, and and huge Dennis is on it. I just think, hey, there's huge Dennis, and it's great. Uh, I love it. Have you seen the cast for the for the upcoming season? Yes, I don't know most of them. Uh, however, Nick Muhammad, who um, um, who was in Ted Lasso, is on it, which is making me very very happy. Um, so I'm very excited about that. If you if you're listening to this and you don't know what we're talking about, uh, check out the show Taskmaster. Uh, everything is on YouTube, even though it's uh, like a British show, which is not always the case. But this time. It is like in in official capacity on YouTube, uh, and it's just a very large man and a little man helping Who's him. Also, like quite large. It's just small compared to to Greg, Greg Davies, Davies, who is yeah. the behemoth. Yeah, uh, 
getting funny people to do just random things. Yes. Uh, it is such a simple concept. It is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Uh, and and just just do it. All right. Let's roll on to our next question then. From Liz. Is this our Liz? Or just yes, another Liz? This is, oh, okay. This is our Liz. All right. What Eurovision artist would you want to be stranded on a desert island with? I would either say Daddy Frere. Because he would be tall enough to reach any coconuts that I cannot reach on any on any palm trees. Or Sam Ryder, because I feel like I would be less likely to go absolutely insane with somebody who is as positive and as uplifting as him. And also, I'm pretty sure that he's a vegan, which I am not. But I feel like on a desert island, you have to be a little bit more conscious of your food choices. And I feel like I'd learn Ooh, something from you. You know who else is a vegan? is she actually a vegan or is she just singing about it i bet she's extremely vegan we'll see that's right Hannah. i White. mean i saw the guys from chitty zenny eating mussels in uh in in turin i've told that story before mm -hmm. anyway who would you want to be stranded on a desert island with i mean I rasmussen has the boat <laughs> good i have Fair. two answers one is uh i think just because she would be the most trustworthy for actually summoning a god to save us, Katarina from Go Away. Yes. Um, she would actually be able to get someone to help us. Um, at what cost? I don't know, but I trust her. Uh, and the other answer is Marco Mangoni because I think he would fry up really well. <laughs> I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of, uh, uh, I think there's a lot of, a lot of good meat uh, to, to be, to be roasted over a spit. God, are you going to write to Society of the Snow, huh? <laughs> Derek, save us from this this imagery, please. <laughs> I want to say about a Makuchin only because it's weird. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> she keeps getting closer to you on the island. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> we'll have nice conversations. I'll leave it at that. Somebody who's a survivalist. I'm trying to remember if somebody's ever mentioned they're really good at camping or going out in nature. I bet Caesar Sampson would be pretty good. He's pretty athletic. He's yeah, because he's mm. like a jock type guy. Yeah, anyone from Goa, they feel like I feel like they're pretty in touch with nature. Yeah. Who's the who plays the flute? I feel like uh, it would be entertaining at first, and then super annoying, and then it just becomes part of it. It's just always. Well, he was there. the one who was in Kalush too, wasn't he? I think so. Eric, what about you? Well, Rasmussen. Oh yes, because the boat. <laughs> yeah, he had a boat. I keep thinking of the Rasmus, and I'm like, no, that's <laughs> it's the Rasmussen. The Rasmussen. Ehor Dedenchuk. I was going to say, the Rasmus, just because I would have such joy in killing all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we could joke about that. <laughs> no, we could cut that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, got one from Elizabeth Amarell. Uh, what do you think of San Marino's entry, the social network song, parentheses, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, close parentheses. Someone in the YouTube comments said the lyrics sound like they were written by someone who's never been on the internet before, and I have to agree. Still, uh, yeah. I love do we do we even oh, have to respond good. to that? Because she got it. This is this. Yeah, is I, I mean, I, I I do love a good a good thing that's that that reads like like an alien <laughs> trying to familiar uh, passing grasp well, on English or just trying to appear human. Yeah, or like I'm going to yeah. make a song that will make everyone think I'm human. It's what I feel. When I watch the movie The Room, 
of like <laughs> this, this is an alien. No, like in all seriousness, it would not surprise me one bit to learn that Tommy Wiseau was an alien, and and that and that and that he was attempting to blend in by making a movie that he that as he understood humanity was was like everything about that is like what an alien thinks humans do like like and honestly the social network song kind of is like that also yeah but with like a dash of hello fellow kids going on too it's it's uh it's i i realize it is not a good song but i appreciate its meme content I mean, anything that our dear friends, Novimpia, uh, Olympia Avalanche and Nova, who've been on the show before and have been also doing some really, really great Eurovision content over on their YouTube channel. If you don't know them, please check them out. They're great. Um, yeah. They will often use great. the, are you ready for a little chat? As as like interstitial meme, just clip content on their on their channel. And it makes me bust out every single time. Their, their cutaway, their little cutaway gag interstitial type things are always so good. It's their 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 cutaway gags. Their 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 interstitial game is so good that they've actually done multiple videos explaining all of them and like talking about the origins because they are so random and outlandish. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Novimpia, we love you. I mean, at literal friends of the show. But yeah. Uh, any other major thoughts on the social network song? Oh 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 oh. It's crazy. It's really the one of all time oh. worsts. Truly, <laughs> I was gonna say it's crazy that Trent Reznor won an Oscar for it. Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Are we ready to roll on to the next? All right. Uh, I would love to know this one from uh, Helen Thomason. Sorry, it's not a silly question. Would love to know how you got into Eurovision as Americans. What sucked you in about it, Sam? Um, I think you. I think you need to start here because yeah. the answer for the rest of us is it's Sam. Is Sam. It's Sam. <laughs> I'm patient zero. We've gone over this. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I was vaguely aware of the words Eurovision Song Contest growing up, but I didn't really get into it until I was in college. Um, I went to a school here in, in the Twin Cities that has a, a large international presence. Probably about 20% of the student body was international at the time that I was going there. Um, so every spring, like all the European students would start to kind of, you know, talk about it every year, you know who has the best song. And I was like, what is this thing that they're talking about? And I realized that this, this, this program with this history that's been, you know, going on and started so many incredible careers that blended things that I love. It's music and showbiz and spectacle and geography and language and statistics. And I got sucked in. Um, I think the first one that I watched was probably around like 2005 or 2006 um, I was really, really tempted to skip my college graduation just to watch the 2007 one. I think that would have pissed my parents off. Um, that would have been peak Sam, though. Yeah, it would have been. Just think. Uh, and, you know, I started just following it and I was uh, really into it. And in 2009, I started a just a little WordPress blog just to get my thoughts out. Uh, and by 2011, it was in a city in a country that I could afford to go to, that I felt comfortable traveling to by myself, got myself a fan package of tickets, thinking that I would just check this off my bucket list and be done with it. And then I was offered a press pass. Somebody said, Hey, we noticed that you're an American with this blog. We need an English speaker to write for our blog. Do you want to help out? Um, and so, yeah, I had a press pass my first year 
And I quickly made friends and then got drafted into the crew with ESC Insight, who are still some of my closest friends, both in the Eurovision sphere and, and in general. Um, and it's been kind of going since then. So yeah, so aware of it since childhood, fan since 2005, hardcore fan and blogger since 2009, press since 2011. And this podcast started in 2019. So yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> but like my first knowings about it were because it wasn't really covered in the news here in the U.S., but I grew up in a vaguely Anglophilic family and it was mentioned in a couple of Monty Python sketches. So really, I guess you can maybe blame Monty Python for a lot of it. So thank you, Eric right. Idle. <laughs> and just to reiterate, I got into Eurovision from Sam. That's my story. Anyway, I don't, I don't even know Sam. It's the weirdest thing. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, on to the next. Yeah. All right. Uh, from Daniel Farkas, who yeah, welcome again, new new Patreon supporter. Thank you so much for joining Ooh. us. Um, I have a question for you all. Just in time for the massive storm of national final season, do you have a country that has been consistently selecting internally of which you'd love to see a national final? Conversely, is there a country you would like to see go internal just for a year or two? And for Daniel, uh, he'd be interested to see a Dutch national final with quality control of the current Dutch team. And it might be hard for me to say, but probably Ireland should go internal as that might be a good opportunity to turn things around. Honestly, Daniel, you took my my suggestion. I, you know, the Dutch used to hold the national final of dubious quality. <laughs> you know, this is the country that gave us Shalali Shalala. <laughs> But then again, that song was given to every artist in that national final. It was just not a good song. <laughs> but now that bigger names are representing the Netherlands with pretty solid success and up-and-comers as well, I would love was, to see them. I, I'm curious if this was sent before or after Bambi Thug won. That, um, I would have to double-check that. But My guess is before. It was, it was sent before, I think. Okay. Uh, but yeah, in terms of, I would love to see a Dutch national final with this level of quality. I think my answer for this without any hesitation is, uh, well, I can't think of one where it's like they do a national final where I want to see somebody else in charge. Uh, but I would love to have the UK do a proper national final because I want to know what mistakes are being made. Uh, I want, I demand transparency. I demand to know, uh, Britain has good, like, amateur to professional artists. I, I, I want to see who's not being selected. I, I want to see who really wants to go, who the UK just keeps going, eh, nah, nah. UK keeps making a choice, and I'm saying I would like, I would like them to no longer make the choice. Whoever's been making the choice for the past 10 years has not been doing it. Um, gosh. A country that came to mind for me kind of weirdly uh and, and to be fair the last time they participated they did have a small national final but i think it would be interesting were they ever to come back to see russia do like a big big final because that's a huge country uh and and it would be interesting to see you know if if they gave a fair shake to amateur talent and and maybe reached out more to people outside of just like Western Russia, you know, let's get some mm -hmm. Tuvans in there and whatever. Uh, I, I think that would be interesting. 
Uh, Netherlands came to mind for me too. Uh, God, what if like Sweden went internal? Oh, they would. They mean they would never do it. But I know. If there, would be a, if there know. was a civil war in Sweden, perhaps. I mean, Melfest is bigger than Eurovision. There, I like they would never do it. I just think it would be crazy if they did. Yes, but Donald Duck is even bigger than Melfest. So uh, sometimes I worry about you know the judgment. <laughs> what if Donald Duck won Melfest? Good. Oh Lord. man. Somebody already said a turkey. We can't do a duck. Yeah, uh, fair. fair enough. They would yeah. probably make them more pants, which you know kind of loses the point. As far as going internal, I'm going to say Malta because I find their non-internal process exhausting. Yeah, for a small country, for them to to field large. Yeah, like they have finals. to whittle it down from everyone in the country. I, it's uh, by the way, the national final. I I don't know that I'd actually watched a final of theirs. I don't know how much I'd heard Maltese being spoken. Oh yeah, that's a wild, wild. That's a wild language. It is the only Semitic language written in the Roman alphabet. Fun fact. That is a fun fact. I learned a fun fact uh, uh, yesterday that has nothing to do with Eurovision, uh, but I'm going to share it with you in the form of a trivia question because, I don't know, 200 shows, whatever. If uh, Do you know, what is the best-selling album of all time released by an independent label? Ooh. Independent it, label? Independent label. I don't know. Who did... Jeez. I, I'll, no I will. I will know. It's, it's, uh, it's an album that turns thirty years old this year. Ooh, so that kind of. Hmm. It's not Hootie and the Blowfish, is it? Really, for like no, Nirvana. no, that's that's major label. Uh, I couldn't remember. Who is it? Uh, could it be like a Prince song that he maybe a Prince album that he maybe did? No, no, it's it's a it's it's a very famous band uh, that was just on a uh, let's say an indie punk label. That oh, like Green Day, it's not Green Day, it's not, Dookie, uh, yeah. although Dookie is also 30 this year, which is painful, mind blowing. Um, uh, but yeah, it was released on Epitaph Records, uh, who called themselves who called 50,000 sales punk rock gold, and this album sold six million. Uh, uh, first, first, uh, first single was a song called Come Out and Play. Oh, oh, the offspring? Oh, offspring. Yeah. The smash what on the, earth? Smash by the offspring. Wow. Yeah. Which is cool. uh which is kind of crazy. Uh best selling indie album of all time. Well, TIL. Yeah. Um, all right. So we have a, a pile of questions that we'd like to draw from and 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 observe every once in a while. And but we've never really had the courage to to ask a lot of these um were these were these ones that were provided to us by a friend of the show john stanton over at eurovision ireland is that right derek uh yeah i believe so but i don't know if he he got them from someone else so it's like a chain letter if we don't read these yeah, out basically. to like seven people then we'll be cursed forever uh, is that how this goes oh, cool 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 okay, yeah, seven okay. days. uh we'll start simple we'll start easy what was the first concert you went to I was 15 years old, Triple Rock, which no longer exists. Oh, it, was, it was of Montreal. Um, and, wow, uh, at the Triple Rock? Yeah, the openers for of Montreal were a little band that I hated and sucked at the time. They were called The Management, who later shortened their name to MGMT. Wow. Wow. And you hated them? And they sucked. They wow. sucked so bad. What a difference four years can make. Yeah, wow. Wow. Uh, I was, I think, 14. It was uh, the Christian rock band Jars of Clay. 
on Halloween night. Still, oh, no. still, still, shut up, Derek. Still a band I really have a ton of appreciation for and that I really, really like. What about you, Derek? Derek. Um, it was R.E.M.'s Monster Tour. Oh, what? Mm. And oh, I'm so jealous. And the opening act was Sonic Youth and they were atrociously bad. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I, I, it, I assume this was in like an arena. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Sonic Youth's got to be so weird in an arena. Yeah, they were not. They didn't sound yeah. good at all. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Uh, first concert that I went to, I was probably only about seven or eight years old. And my family, we were on vacation in Colorado. And somehow my folks got... <laughs> what was it, Raffi? Like... <laughs> no, my folks somehow got tickets. I don't remember the venue, if it was Red Rocks or not. But I remember it being outdoor, it being absolutely gorgeous. And they got tickets for the four of us, me, my folks, and my brother, uh, to see Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, Wow. wow. And I bet it was Red Rock. It was, I remember it being incredible. Um, obviously, my folks were more into it than I was, but they had the song Teach Your Children, which I thought was like, oh, how great that they have a song that's like four kids. And that always stuck with me. Um, mm -hmm. A memory that I don't personally remember, but my folks do, is that uh, this being Colorado, the folks on the like the picnic blanket next to us uh, lit up a couple of joints. And again, I was like seven which made my brother probably about maybe 10 or 11. We're sniffing the air going, what's that funny smell? My folks like, oh, that's just nature, kids. <laughs> uh, supposedly they didn't pass supposedly it? we Not ate all wrong. the sandwiches and fell asleep. Uh, wonder. So you <laughs> suddenly first, got hungry and tired. Interesting. Yep. Uh, but the, the first concert that I went to of my own volition, I was probably about 14 or 15. It was at a summer program that I was at at Penn State University, and they had a excursion out to Hershey Park, where that evening was a double-billed concert with the Foo Fighters and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's a crazy tour. So in the evening, wow. after going to Hershey Park Amusement Park, filling myself up with candy and going on the rides, ending my day with a double bill of the Foo Fighters and the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they were spectacular. Nice. I'm glad that we all went to see, like, Truly excellent bands for our first experience, yeah. except for Eric. You hear anyway, that? Sam, oh, what's your next <laughs> <laughs> Much Afraid is a classic Anyways, album. Anyway, Sam, I will hear absolutely no different. Uh, what was the most interesting thing you've ever heard about yourself that isn't true? I love this question. What on earth? That that's I don't... a that's interesting. I've never thought about that. that isn't um, true? I don't know if I've ever heard anything outside of just like gossip. Yeah, like I remember back in high school, somebody like accused me of cheating in my my honors my my honors physics class. Did you? No, of course not. One, I would have gotten better grades in it. <laughs> Two, there were only three of us in that class. Who the That's hell would I have cheated off? You don't of? want to do too well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I mean just rumors and stuff, but never. I don't. Fair enough. We're I, not so, that okay. famous. We're not famous enough to have people make up great stories about us. Uh, I've I you have stories like this. Oh, yeah, weird. I. Oh, Derek, go ahead. Yeah. You've got no, one. I just have people on that Belgian fan cast or whatever we did uh, thirsting over me. That well, was I mean, fair. I had a guy straight up tell me he was convinced I was Irish and that I'd studied. I went to university in the United States and lost my accent. <laughs> what? Like he was convinced. Based on. Don't know. 
I'm sorry. Was this like a tarot card reader that you? No, went this to was just some guy at an event. We were talking, and I bet other people tell me that I look Irish as well, which is bizarre. My other favorite one is multiple people have asked me if I'm adopted. You look it's on no, Earth. no. Anybody what? who has met the other members of your family, you are the spitting image of your mother. No, the multiple separate people on different occasions have met, seen my family and said, oh, are you adopted? No, I mean, you don't look like your brother, is... but you look very much like your mother. <laughs> okay, first of all, who asks that? Like, that's kind of terrible. I know. <laughs> like, that's, what? Oh, my God. Okay, uh, I put this on you? the list because I saw the question and I thought of something that I hadn't thought of in a number of years and is very funny to me. So I do a lot of work as uh, as several of us do, uh, especially Danny and I in in the national quiz bowl circuit. And uh, one of the first times I was, oh gosh, I think this was down in Atlanta, and I was rooming with a kid uh, from University of Florida who was a student quiz bowl player. There was coming up to help staff this one tournament, and as I have been told. Uh, after this happened, uh, apparently one night, like before the start of the tournament, security or staff or something came to our room and found this young man sleeping on the floor outside the room. What I was told after the fact was that somebody told him that I was really important. <laughs> <laughs> to to like we're to not like laughing the, at the idea of you being important for the record it's okay you can i must sleep outside of eric nelson son's apartment but, but like so that i do not like, wake him like that like i was very important to the integrity of the tournament or something like that oh. uh and uh or or that like oh he's been around a long time or, or or something something was said about me that that gave an impression that waking me up because he got back at like oh. from something at like two in the morning that waking me up would be a like would be very bad <laughs> that like it would be bad for him and it would be bad for me if he woke me up in the middle of the night so for whatever reason he decided to just sleep in the hall oh. <laughs> i was and, worried it was something bad like you thought you were a werewolf or something <laughs> Maybe it's that, and this is just what people are telling me about it. Uh, he was the nicest guy. He just he for whatever for whatever reason, this is the reason I was given. He he did not want to burst into the room in the middle of the night, uh, the night before this thing. And this this is a this is an event where we have to get up just super early, and it's a it's a it's a ton of work. So I can appreciate that to an extent, but also like go to bed. Uh, like like that's weird you you don't you you don't think anybody is gonna gonna tell you hey you can't sleep in the hall i don't know that was that's that is definitely the cra i think uh the craziest thing i've ever heard about myself uh what else we got oh now they get really weird yeah well lay, lay one on us eric all right how would you feel if you heard wallpaper had been banned in burkina faso <laughs> if I heard that, yeah, I'd tell you to shut the hell up and mind your and, and leave me alone. <laughs> you heard it here first. Danny does not care about the people of Burkina Faso. 
Who wants wallpaper? It's very humid there all the time. It would yeah, peel exactly. right off. Like... If they banned it, good for them. It's a smart aesthetic choice. Yeah, that's exactly. right. It's in stucco from here on out. I, I mean, I guess, I guess my, I don't know how I would feel, besides perhaps a tinge of concern for the, the wallpaper vendors of Wagadugu. <laughs> I'd probably just be confused. You know why? Yeah, I mean, why? It's like, is it is it a is it a problem? Is is there yeah, is there arsenic a, in the glue? Is it? There's got to be really really interesting reason behind this hey yeah. speaking of glue uh there was another i didn't put it on the list but one of my favorite questions uh on on the original list that, that derek has was what's your favorite make of glue <laughs> my favorite make make of glue uh, whatever the bright purple one is that is a stick Mm. Oh, just sure. Right. You, you, we're, we're talking, you know, not just like a, we're talking the one that is purple, purple. Like the classroom. But like as it it goes clear when it dries, right? Yeah. But it rolls uh, on. But it's, not necessarily, yeah, it rolls on. It's still kind of purple, but it's not like it's like, you know, purple through the paper. That's a good answer. Purple through the paper is my new album. It's a good answer. I mean, there's just something to be said about the classic Elmers. Certainly you know, the way that the it dries, like, you know, if it dries on your skin, you get to peel it off in that really satisfying way. Like, yeah, I'm down with that. I, I, I have pretty discerning taste when it comes to glue. I really only like glue from the finest uh, horses. The finest horses. I don't know. Derek, what's your favorite make of glue? <laughs> I'm, I'm Elmer's. It's a standard. It's, you know, functional, delicious classic mm. all right last one of these stupid ones if your toaster could talk what would it say uh if these toasters could talk <laughs> i think it would be Earth, you just let me die i think it would be something like hey eric hey what are you doing i'm gonna be why do you still have me around what do you am i just here because you're used to me am i here because i'm expected or is it because i'm actually valued my toaster has a ask... has a real healthy backbone. You can see. Yeah. I think mine would just ask it to clean it more often. <laughs> clean me! It's like these crumbs have been here for way too freaking long. Get that Brillo pad and get to work, Ross. You know. We why all said our piece about turn, our toasters. Why don't you turn my dials the way you used to? <laughs> oh yeah, Never baby. Push my cancel button anymore. Uh... Yeah, let's move on from this swiftly and forget with we've ever spoken about this. Why? Our... <laughs> I enjoyed it. For the sake of my sanity. Uh, all right. That's enough questions. We're going to do one more quick countdown uh, to close out episode number 200, the, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show here. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then we're going to do the Mario at the end, as, as is tradition. Um, why don't we each... I mean... Why don't we each do our lists? I think I don't know that we need to go around uh, one one by one. I think sure. Uh, just because this that there is such a huge pool to draw from here. Uh, I am curious: Will we have any overlaps? Think? I think so. I think maybe. So. I think I think my number one might have a might might be. I don't know. I don't well, know. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, well, who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, take it, Danny. I'll kill us all. Okay, I'm going to run down a real short list of my honorable mentions. Folks, this is only a top three, so there's a lot of a lot of folks who didn't make the cut. I just want you to know, 
It's not that you're bad. It's just that you weren't right for this show. Uh, in no particular order, just the order in which I wrote them down. Uh, honorable mention to Cha Cha Cha, to Hatred Munzigra, to Soldi, to uh, Adrenalina, Violent Thing, Firumore, um, and uh, Uno, and uh, last, uh, probably would have been number four, maybe uh, Carpe Diem, uh, and then an another maybe uh, to, wow. uh, to Fulen. Uh, France's song Ooh. from was it just last year uh, that uh, nobody liked at all, and that Fulan was twenty twenty two. Yeah, go go super super hard for. Uh, basically, all of those are sort of like the songs that I love the most and almost never skip past. Like when it comes up on like YouTube or, or Spotify, so like that's the metric. Is it's just like if this were to come up right now or like any time in the new, near future, but I listen to the whole thing, absolutely zero qu questions asked. That's how I was able to narrow down everything. My number three. Then is Sentimente, Monica Lou, Lithuania, huge fan. Mm. I, I think it's that a, a lot of these are just like not super bombastic, not big, like winning type songs. And those are the kind of songs that you can listen to any old time. Mm. So, yeah, number three, Lithuania, have fun. Uh, number two, Shum, go away, without a doubt. Fantastic. Long version, I'm cheating, uh, but the three minute version is perfectly fine too. Number one, 10 years. Daddy Frere. Oh. Could listen to it any old time. It can come up before any song or after any song, and it's gonna be it's gonna be just 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 perfect. Ten years more than uh, think about things, huh? Yes. Yeah. 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 A lot more. A lot more. Mm -hmm. Well, Derek, what about you? Boy, it was funny, Danny, listing all those songs you mentioned. I was like, yeah, I considered that. That's up yeah. there. That yeah. one. That one. Yeah, that not Fire Rumore though. That's, that's nowhere Rumore. on your list. I know. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. That's what I've I've, I've kind of warmed up to. <sighs> if well, I wouldn't. I, and I wholly acknowledge that probably would have won twenty twenty. I mean, we I, really did did just delay Italy's win for a year. <laughs> yeah. <it> did, really. <laughs> yeah, just delay the inevitable. Um, I'm trying to think of a few that Danny didn't mention that I I guess would be honorable mentions. I thought uh, Zero Gravity, I think, was an incredible performance. Mm. Soldi was great. Grow still gets me. Uh, Dark Side was <laughs> in consideration. God, yeah. Of all, of all? Really? <laughs> yeah. As was Russian Woman. I yeah. considered it too. I mean, yeah, that one. had to be Russia's last mention. song. It was a good one to go out on. I mean, I, th I think it's just a fantastic song in general. That if it's Russian, it's pretty cool too. And uh, Raponde Moi, I thought was really good. But hey, who knows? Uh, my number three might be a theme here. My number three is who the hell is Edgar? Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I still stand by my uh, statement that this is a perfect song, uh, and their staging was very much not, unfortunately. But yeah, this comes up all the time, and I still think it's hilarious, and I still it's such a jam. Um, my number two is Hatred Monsigra. Lovely, yeah. God, I still listen to this one all the time, and their other stuff. And my I tell you, one... when Hatred Munsigra comes oh. on and you're like working out, you're like, <laughs> oh, it's on. Hard. It's We're going on. Hard. Let me. I'll say this: I have a dedicated workout Spotify playlist, and that yeah. is definitely in there. Good, good. As is my number one, Cha Cha Cha. Yeah, excellent. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. I had a feeling. Your favorite of the past four good years. Choice. Wow. It's, cha -cha -cha. it's probably my favorite of the past 10 years. Cool. Cool. Ooh, take that 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I'm going to give, you know, honorable mention. I, I also had uh, 
um, how Tribune Segra is a, is a honorable mention. We came really, really close. Uh, Lights Off, I realize, yes. has really yeah. stayed with me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, 10 years uh, for sentimental reasons as well as Only because ones. it was your recessional, yeah. It was my recessional at the wedding, yep. Uh, and actually, his other track, Thank You, um, was my last dance at the wedding. Thank Which actually you. makes me want to like give a sort of honorary award for my favorite overall Eurovision act who I love not only their music, but also their back catalog, their presence. I mean, Daddy Freire needs like extra, extra crowning of, of mm-hmm. yeah, all the honorables, all the mentions, Daddy. Like uh, also, I mean, he's touring in the U S and like consistently comes to Minneapolis, which makes me love him even more. So like, yes. Um, my number three I've given to Spaceman. Um, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sam Ryder's vocal is just absolutely pristine. Um, just his vibe, just what it meant to the UK relationship to Eurovision. And it just it hit me right in the sweet spot. Like, I'm, I'm a lover of a good bit of bluesy rock that still kind of uplifts you. So I love that. Uh, my number two, I am giving to Promise. Uh, oh, giving yeah, that to yeah, Voyager. Okay. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, uplifting rock, uh, incredible personalities that go on with an incredible song that stays with me and just keeps growing and growing and growing. Um, love those guys. Happy to see them finally get their due. And my number one, I am giving that to the aforementioned Shum. Yes. 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 Incredible. Ring bell incredible. for service. Incredible. Like I, whatever I am doing, <laughs> like if that song comes up on my on YouTube or Spotify, like I not only just have to listen to it, like I have to stop everything else that I am doing. Yeah. And absorb it. It's like, <laughs> it's like weirdos with the national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> Those last 40 seconds are just like, <sighs> what throws down harder? Like last, uh, over the last couple of years, I've been doing this thing called the music league with a bunch of my friends. Uh, I did one with my my bridesmaids and my mom for, before the wedding, so it was a way for us to get to know each other because most of us didn't really. Uh, and I do another one with with some other friends as well. And you basically have to pick sort of it's like a fantasy league for music that there's a topic and that everybody submits one or two songs, and then you vote on it. And like I felt like I could put Shum in for every single one of like there was like a favorite song that includes a flute, favorite song in a non in a, a non English language. Um, song that makes you want to dance song that, you know, gets your heart racing song that, you know, it, it just, it just fits in every single category. song that you want played at your funeral. Shoom. You know what? If I need to invoke the dear God, you're damn right. I'm playing Shoom as they lower oh, yeah. me down anyway. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my, my number one. All right. Let's round us out. Oh, it's just Cleopatra three times. No, uh, so Cleopatra <laughs> Matahari and, <laughs> I do really like Cleopatra still. Uh, the first one, the only one. Uh, it's some some Cleo things I gave. Some... Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, some things I gave consideration to. I mean, Hatred Minsegra, like you said, is is always uh, sort of an evergreen. Sure, am I am I pegging you right, Eric? Here, or, what? Or, did you oh. pick like? Did you? <laughs> Did you, did you, have you given like any points to like, she got me for some reason? I remember you're huge into she got me. I am. And that's, that made the short list. It is not in the top three, okay, which is right. a little surprising. Uh, yeah. But yeah, she got me. I just she, narrowed she, out. She I got me a uh, uh, violent thing. All of my love. The first uh, 
uh, Destiny yeah. track. Love is on my side. Mm. Uh, I, I'm surprised I, I haven't just, heard just from ignored. any of you guys when we're old. You guys all love. Oh, that's too. That's 2018. Oh, that's, that's 2018. Right though. That's right. Also, that's it wouldn't right. make it wouldn't have made my list anyway. As much right. as I do enjoy it, uh, it so uh, I would say my like if I my number four, the one that really surprises me the most that it didn't make the cut here is Spirit in the Sky, sure. Mm, which yeah. which nobody has mentioned. Interestingly, uh, I absolutely love it. From the first time I heard it, that that is the most invested I think I've ever been in like wanting a national final to go a certain way. Uh, because I I loved that song so much. I I thought it was just when when that beat first drops uh, on when uh, uh, Tall Kano says I hear you calling me at night. <laughs> that that uh, I just I thought that song was so good, and I would have been devastated for it to to not make it. And then it won the televote, and the rest doesn't matter. Um, that would be like my number. That's like my most honorable of mentions. Uh, my number three is ZTA Buoni. Mm. Sure. Yep, uh, yep, yep. Another one that I think oddly has not gotten a ton of mention. Uh, but as as a winner, I thought it was. Worry, good. There's only about I, 140 songs to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. When when I get uh, when I see the clips of how they staged this. Uh, with the like stop making sense ask giant uh silhouettes of each of mm -hmm. them in the back like the vi the visual of that is so good i i mean i i remember it, it was on you know 10 minutes after voila if i remember remembering the order right and we and i remember thinking seeing voila perform to be like that's that's a eurovision winner it's flawless in any that's, other year it would have been that's so good and then they came on and and uh did it all. just just blew the roof off i i i really i've said before i don't celebrate much else in monoskin's catalog uh, <laughs> i i think a lot of the other stuff is just it just doesn't hit but i think zta buoni it just it was just perfect mm. and i i and it allowed me to go to italy which is my one of my favorite things i've ever done so mm -hmm. uh so there's there's that uh my number two is yes by ben and tan i knew it i knew that would come up for you i knew it uh you know how much i love this song and how much i wish they would come back and i i just think it's so sweet and wonderful and it was uh and this worked out great i think one of the first Eurovision songs that Liz really attached to as well. Aww. She also really loves it. So it's a song that's really nice for both of us. Um, and she can put her pretty head on my shoulder if she so desires. And, mm. and uh, I just love it. I love that song. I think it's just so sweet. And, and I would have loved to have seen how it did in, uh, in Rotterdam had it been my number one. It's Shoom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh <laughs> This is kind of a runaway, as it as it turned out. Yes. Uh, like like I, I I thought about yes as my number one here, but it, I you know when looking at the list of candidates and and thinking about what I listen to now and and everything, I just thought I can't put anything ahead of this. It's it is it is a flawless piece of music as a performance. It is just phenomenal uh their legacy as as eurovision 
deities is cemented. I, I, we had talked about the flute guy was then in Kalush. He might be the performer with the most Eurovision points <laughs> as, as an individual. Yeah. Oh, points, yeah. yeah. Points, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kalush got a ton, and then Goe did pretty pretty did, damn well too. Got, got a few hundred for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, one, of, one of my favorite things to, to when Liz and I are out at a, a restaurant is if they have touch tunes, the thing where there's oh, the, it's yeah. the jukebox that has yes. an app and you can go in and it'll say, Oh, you're at this place. And then you can pay a dollar and play basically any song that you can find in touch tunes. Shum is usually in them. <laughs> and, and it's, and it's, it's always her go-to our go-to, especially at like, like the divier of a place we're at the better uh, where suddenly this, ukrainian death folk starts playing and we just kind of get to sit there and nod to ourselves and watch as other people uh generally they don't actually care but but we like to think going like what in the world is going on i will say there was that one point where you two put like you kept trying to buy the song at the bowling alley that we were at and it wasn't yep. playing until you realized that it was playing in the bar within the bowling alley that had a different soundtrack and mm-hmm. i'm just sitting here thinking You've what's new pussycatted this bar. Yep. You've salt and pepper diner the bar with Shoom. Yep. Which, by the way, if you don't know the salt and pepper diner sketch from John yeah, Mulaney, it's it is an all time piece. Of, it is an all time piece of stand up comedy for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, just looking at our list here, it's it Shoom is our winner. It should be noted that I think all of us, if they didn't actually give Hatred Moonseeker points. That we had it on our on our on our yeah, short we list. All mentioned it. If we did a top yeah. five, it probably would have done even better than it did. Yeah, yeah. But just going through our our short little playlist here, um, with one point apiece, Sentimentai, who the hell is Edgar? Spaceman, Ziti Boni. Two points apiece goes to Hatan Munsigra, Promise, and Yes. Three points apiece to Cha Cha Cha, Ten Years, and sh- running away with a victory for us it's shown with eight points yeah. um what ooh, what what's what's your favorite piece of stand-up comedy <laughs> what's what's your favorite oh, i can't think of individual right um the entire robin williams stand-up bit that he did i want to say this is probably around the year 2001 or so he did a i want to say it was at carnegie hall like that entire bit of him um no, no, no. It wasn't Carnegie Hall. It was him basically taking over an episode of Inside the Actor's Studio. Oh, my God. And the entire the entire episode was incredible. But at one point, he grabs... It was like this, this bright pink pashmina or scarf from a woman in the front row and just riffs on it for a good 15 minutes. It was just simple prop comedy, but just watching him do his thing. Like Robin Williams, you know, bless his memory was yeah. a genius and watching him do his thing is mm-hmm. incredible. Uh, I think Eric, my favorite is one that I know, you know, very well yeah. it is, uh, I think this is from werewolves and lollipops, but it is the Patton Oswalt. Oh, it, physics for poets. No, 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 or, it's not. Oh, physics that for one, poets. No, it is. Too. It is the one where he's talking about buying the morning after pill for a girl. He has just oh. had a one night stand with and yeah. a heckler suddenly screams out and the takedown of this heckler is so well integrated with yes. the joke itself. Yes. That truly, that one is truly really impressive good. bit of stand-up comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I I think I have two favorites. One is Norm Macdonald's moth joke. <laughs> I am not familiar. Not familiar. What? You're not? No, I'm not. Oh my Go god! On. Send okay. it to me after we stop. stop recording. <laughs> 
I will. I will. And the other is probably Anthony Jeselnik's standards and practices. Oh, uh, which, yes. Which I which I will not talk about in detail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, because one, his delivery, it, it really requires his delivery. Um, it is it is incredibly smart, and uh, at least for a moment, extremely offensive. But he does it. He does it in a way that's just so well done. Uh, and and um, it's about a very American kind of racism. That's how yeah, we can describe it. Yeah. And and the and, and the, the kind that that isn't even necessarily like intentional at least on the part of of one part of the joke uh i cannot believe you haven't heard norm's moth joke it's it's it 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 may be it may be the funniest joke ever told and and, i just don't really let's do a ton of stand-up comedy because uh because of the person who's who's telling it uh is is the thing uh rest in peace to to norm mcdonald as well derek do you have a favorite uh i still get a kick out of the louis ck it's so great being white thing (laughs) I don't know if you if you know that one. No, I'm not sure that I do. Oh, he's got this whole thing about like how does it, it starts out like him's like ah I'm sorry I'm such a downer I got a lot going for me I'm young I'm relatively healthy I'm white thank God for that. I, actually, oh, I used it in a class once because we were talking about like race relations, and I just kind of wanted to. There's a line he says, and it's like I'm not saying that white people are better, but being white is clearly better. How could anyone argue? <laughs> not that it should be but just that just that that it is because of how society has turned yeah and it's it's more of a a commentary on society and not a racist right oh yeah it's like the whole jane elliott thing where it's just like raise your hand if you would prefer to be black rather than white in our society Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. all right and on that happy note, love to end, yeah. love to end there. Love to end there. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. I mean, our final episode. I got to mention Jane Elliott. <laughs> final. Nothing. Oh, Two hundred. We'll, we'll see how much we're canceled after this episode. Hundred shows. Yeah, My seriously. God. Everybody, wherever you are listening to us, thank you so so much for joining us. Um, especially for this marathon episode of mostly us BSing with each other. Uh reach out to us on social media, you know, responses to some of these crazy questions or the other ones. Um, keep sending us questions. We really enjoy these kind of mailbag episodes every now and again. We, you know, we, we really, really appreciate it. And also it's just great to to hear what you guys think uh, around the world. And it really means the world to us. Um, again, follow us on social media, one, two points USA on all the normal places, our, our website, uh, 12 points from uh, email us directly 12 points from America at gmail.com. Uh, just thank you. Thank you all. Um, and thank you guys, just, you know, the three of you for being awesome and being one of the nicest parts of my week is just being able to go around a microphone, whether in person or or remote and kibitz with you all. Like honestly, through, especially through the pandemic, like having that time that we would be able to spend with each other across the zoom screen for, you know, an hour and a half a week. It, it kept me sane. It drove me insane, really but it also kept me sane. It seem like it's our final episode. No, it's You're not. It's up. not. It's certainly not. But I think I think 200 episodes is a nice time to reflect on how awesome it is. This is this has been a a real a real blast. What's the the South Park character, the taco, the crabs, ice cream that is like no joke it, and it's it's from their hundredth show, and the, he's just like no joke it. I should ever go past hundred episodes. It gets too weird. <laughs> 
well, that I mean, shows that show's still going, which is crazy. Yeah, and if and if they can, you know, still be weird after a couple hundred episodes, then you know, so can we. So thanks for joining us on this journey. Uh we look forward to sharing more of these crazy journeys with you. Uh tell a friend, spread the word, make this, yes, you know. You Especially know. with like Eurovision season coming up and everything. Like I I this this is our time to shine, baby. So <laughs> But, previews yeah. are going to start in another month or so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, crazy times. Crazy crazy times. Well, shall we shall we call it a wrap for this week? Please. <laughs> well, I need, I need yeah, to make better. some lunch. Uh in that case right. everybody, you know where to find us. We'll see you on the next episode, but until then, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Eric. And I've been Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Stop listening now. Yeah, yes, America just stop listening now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Derek has fade to black. <laughs> Unless he was Azerbaijani, I thought he was Irish. Yeah, I had adopted. <laughs>